Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year-long crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible. We'll include excerpts from his spoken ministry, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the Scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. In our human society, we typically have a high regard for the wise and the well-born among us. And conversely, we tend to despise, even disregard, the poor and the lowly ones. Yet in God's salvation... There is no room for man to boast in himself. So God, in his wisdom, renders all our human wisdom mere folly in Christ, while at the same time he himself becomes wisdom and strength and status to all those who have been called. Listen to Paul's writing in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. For consider your calling, brothers, that there are not many wise according to the flesh, not many powerful, not many well-born, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world, that he might shame those who are wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world, that he might shame the things that are strong. And the low-born things of the world, and the despised things, God has chosen. Things which are not, that he might bring to naught the things which are, so that no flesh may boast before God. Dick Taylor has joined us as we fellowship today on our calling and Christ becoming wisdom to us. Dick, welcome back to the program. Thank you very much, Chris. And it's so good that on this program, we certainly can realize we do not boast in the flesh. We boast only in Christ. This is a really remarkable passage, isn't it, Dick, where uh, the Lord through Paul, I guess I should say, is contrasting the foolish things of the world and the wise things of the world and how that all gets turned upside down in Christ and in God's uh, salvation. We'll see a lot today, won't we, about God really in his wisdom. We surely will. What a blessing to be those who are in Christ. It turns everything around. Dick, uh, why don't we just join witnessly with our first portion today, then we'll get back to fellowship about these points. And again, we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, verses 26 through 30 today. Before we're finished, here's Witness Lee. The verses from 26... Through 31. For you see your calling, brothers, there are not many wise, not many powerful persons, not many well-born ones. These are actually virtues of a human being. If you don't have a wise mind and a strong will, and a high status, you're just nothing. But here, Paul says, we the call ones, not many are wise, not many are powerful, not many are well-born. Verse 27, But God has chosen the foolish that he may shame the wise. What is this? 
the loving God, does this. And God has chosen the weak of the world that he might shame the strong. God chosen the low class that he might shame the high class. Now, some of the Greeks were safe, yet they might still consider themselves so wise. Then Paul here indicates that they were wrong. God has never chosen any wise one. As long as you consider you are wise, that means you have not been chosen. How about this? Are you wise or foolish? You have to bow down, nor forgive me. I'm not wise, but foolish. Thank you that, Lord, you have created me foolish. Have you thanked the Lord this week? Thank you, Lord. You have created me weak. Thank you. You have sent me to this world to a low family, not a high family. The spirit of Paul in writing this epistle is to put all the healthy Greek believers down, to make them so small. Some among them, speaking the truth, might be quite smart. <laughs> but Paul would not recognize that. God has chosen you. And this divine choosing is a strong proof that you are not wise. You are the foolish. Hallelujah. I don't think I can write such two verses. Once again, uh, his approach, as he has reminded us many times, Dick, in this life study, is that the key to understanding these books is to get into the spirit of the writer, to, to really uh, identify where Paul is at, who he's writing to, what he's coming from, and what's in his heart here. And that opens up a lot about these verses, because as we've talked before, Corinth was a very cultured, very educated city, and many of the believers there, even though they were in a very poor condition, as we see throughout this book, humanly, they look quite good. There were certainly wise ones among them, philosophers and uh, right. probably some of the higher class of people of that mm -hmm. cultured and high class city were there. Yet Paul is really doing a, a wonderful leveling work here, isn't mm. he? He really is doing a leveling work and making it very clear that apart from being in Christ, we are nothing. And only in Christ are we strong. Only in Christ are we wise. Only in Christ are we well-born. We need to take the stand we're foolish, we're weak, and we're low-born. Then Christ is available to us, and Christ is made real to us. I appreciated a verse from James 4, 6. Mm -hmm. God resists the proud, right. but gives grace to the humble. I was just thinking what our brother mentioned. He said, the Lord puts the haughty believers down. <laughs> so there were so many haughty believers in Corinth, and even today we might be one of those. May we be those who humble ourselves, realizing God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Only in Christ are we well-born, strong, and wise. So we need to be those who turn our heart to the Lord all the time, opening to him, thanking him that we in ourselves are, are weak and are foolish and are low-born, but in Christ we could be strong, wise, and well-born. And I was just thinking of a, a story that I've told a number of times, Chris, where um, some brothers from one country went to uh, Nicaragua, and they visited there. Eventually they were asked to visit some new believers. 
And these brothers were economically okay and uh, dressed with nice clothing and white shirt and tie. And uh-huh. they got in the back of a pickup truck and were taken on these dirt roads across creek beds and through sugar cane fields and then told, uh, we're going to meet a, a, a new sister, a new believer. Uh-huh. So they came to this place and it was just one big cardboard house with a little door in the front. And they looked in there and there was a, a sheet hanging on a string dividing the cardboard house into two. And they could see some bare feet on the other side. And the sheet moved, and this little sister with a tattered dress and no shoes comes out to the door, and she just says, Praise the Lord, brothers. The Lord is rich to all who call on him. The (laughs) brothers felt like digging a hole and climbing in. (laughs) And they realized that uh, we really need to be those who are just in ourselves weak, foolish, lowborn, always open to the Lord, then genuinely you're rich, <laughs> wise, well-born, and strong. So praise the Lord for our actual status in Christ and also a recognition of what we are not outside of Christ. So may the Lord give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation to realize how precious it is to be in Christ, and apart from Christ, we're nothing. You know, Dick, I think uh, I really love that story. I've heard it a couple of times, and I could hear it many more times because that story in itself has the effect of humbling all of us, doesn't it? It surely does. And that sister was the rich one that day. Mm-hmm. She was rich. Uh, you know, I think that Paul is saying something here in these verses that probably many, if not most of us, can identify with to some extent. I remember after I, I really received the Lord and began to freely uh, profess my faith and talk to everyone I know, and these ones who knew me, you know, they'd give you that kind of quizzical look like, what in the world have you done? Mm-hmm. Like you had just done the most foolish thing in the universe. Right, right. And to the world's eyes, all of this is foolishness, isn't it? That's right. Chris, not only your experience, but I was just thinking, my experience also, we think of the Apostle Paul. Yeah. You know, before he was Paul, he was Saul, quote, unquote, big Saul. Yeah. But then when he was converted, his name was Paul, which means little. He realized that he's just a foolish one, a weak one, a low-born one, and he needs Christ. And in Christ, he's wise, he's strong, he's well-born. Dick, we're going to come to another verse now in sequence here in chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians, and we get to verse 30. But now, I think it's important that we see it, and I I have to admit, as I was uh, preparing for this uh, program today, it really struck me, the context, I've always loved this verse, uh, 1 Corinthians one thirty. but of him you are in Christ Jesus who became wisdom to us from God. Amen. Of course, there's a second part of the verse we'll get to in a few minutes, but, uh, uh, you know, being in Christ is in the context, now it's a contrast, isn't it, to this, uh, what Paul has just said before about God choosing the foolish things and the right. weak things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the wisdom is really reserved for Christ himself. Amen. And Christ himself is that wisdom. Yes, he is. Let's go back to Witness Lee. We come to verse 30. But of him you are in Christ. See, but brings in a contrast. Until in the flesh you are strong. In Christ you are weak. In your Christian life, there's not such a but. In verse 30, Paul puts in but, but of him you are in Christ. You were born foolish, but now you are in Christ. It is of God that you are in Christ. In Christ, 33 
implies three things according to context. In Christ, you are white. In Christ, you are strong. In Christ, you are well-born. The reason is it's always a high birth. I'm a child not only of the king, but of the king of kings. I'm born into God's family. I'm born into God's home. How good it is that God is choosing us. Foolish, weak, little boy. But today we are in Christ. We are in Christ. This is not of you. Neither of your pastor. But of God. But of God. You are in Christ. You are in Christ. You have to boast of this, that you are in Christ. No first person will be in Christ. I'm in Christ, so I'm not foolish. How about you? Are you weak or strong? Are you all strong? In Christ, right. But of God are you in Christ. Hallelujah. Dick, I couldn't help uh, listening to that, too, but thinking back to the uh, sister in the cardboard box house. That's right. She was the daughter of the king, wasn't she? She really was the daughter of the king, and only in him are you genuinely rich. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can see an application of all these three points when you hear such a story. She may have looked poor and foolish and lowly, but in reality, she was strong and rich. And how could you be of a higher status than to be born of the king? That's right. Praise the Lord. We're born of the king. We're the king's children. We live in the king's house. <laughs> Apparently it was cardboard. Actually, she was living in the king and in his house. Wow. Chris, this phrase, in Christ, is a precious phrase, indicating that apart from being in Christ, we are nothing. But this ministry makes it clear that in God's economy, nothing counts except Christ. And message after message, day after day, as you listen to the radio or you read some of the life study messages, you realize nothing counts in God's economy except Christ. Matthew 17, the Lord made it very clear that it's not Moses and Elijah, but he made it very clear that my son is my delight. He is my joy. Hear him. Nothing counts in God's economy except Christ. So only in Christ are we wise, are we strong, and are we well-born. I was thinking of another case, Chris, of uh, John chapter 4. Oh, yeah. Here the Lord right. unveils the highest revelation of himself as the life that could be drunk as the living water, thus producing the totality of life, which is the new Jerusalem. Who does he reveal this high revelation to? Uh. Highest revelation to the lowest woman an immoral woman. But here is a woman who, in Christ, becomes wise, strong, well-born, and a genuine worshiper of God, and who becomes a constituent of the new Jerusalem. This is awesome. So only in Christ are we anything, because only Christ counts in God's economy. And I believe... We've sung this song many times, but isn't that song good, Chris? All in all forever, only Only Christ Christ I'll sing. Everything everything is is in Christ, and Christ Christ is everything. everything. Apart from him, we are nothing. 
Hallelujah for this phrase, in Christ. The Apostle Paul Dick says uh, in Philippians that everything that he had achieved outside of Christ before, what, he just counted it as refuse or dung. even dung. That's right. Worse than refuse, worse than garbage. That's right. Uh, so that really illustrates, he lived in this kind of reality, this realization. He realized his standing and all of the accomplishments of his uh, life before he was in Christ really had no value. That's true. And we need to have our uh, appreciation recalibrated to how God appreciates and how God values. And again, this sister in uh, Nicaragua, Nicaragua yeah. really the rich one. That's right. The highest born. And then the, isn't it a joy, Chris, to meet those who are very well-educated, very accomplished, yeah. and yet they humble, they humble themselves. They're open, they're poor in spirit, realizing that apart from being in Christ, we're nothing. Boy, that is a real uh, testimony, Dick, and there are so many that, that could claim something to boast of uh, that are in the body of Christ because the Lord certainly has called uh, all manner of uh, people from the, you know the earthly society, but his wisdom makes all of our accomplishments foolishness and uh, his strength makes all of our strength weak. Amen. Right? And regardless of what standing we have, we realize that only in him are we well-born. This is the body of Christ, isn't it? That's right. Amen. Hallelujah for the body of Christ. <laughs> Dick, verse 30, I want to read it again, this time add part B, the second half to the verse. And I want to draw our listeners' attention to one word, which perhaps they may not have uh, paid attention to in previous readings of this verse. But of him, you are in Christ Jesus who became wisdom to us from God, both righteousness and sanctification and redemption. It doesn't say Christ who is wisdom to us, but who became wisdom to us. Amen. Let's find out about that in this coming portion with Witness Lee. This Christ in whom now we are became wisdom to us from God. This little word became here means a lot. I am your friend, this is one thing. And I become your friend, this is another thing. Christ, you see, he was never wisdom to us. Why? Because you were never in him. When you believed in him, then God put you into him. That makes Christ to become your wisdom. Christ was not wisdom to us because we were not in him. Once we got in him, he became our wisdom. He became wisdom to us. Paul was very careful. Christ became wisdom to us. This means something different from Christ being our wisdom. This kind of expression to us from God indicates not just a kind of doctrine. No. It indicates something present, practical, experiential, going on. Christ has to become wisdom to you from God all the time. I like this phrase, to you, from God. To you, from God. And you have to say, to me, from God. To me, from God. This indicates something is going on. Like electricity. To the building, from the power plant. There's a current. 
right? The current going on to the building from the power plant. To and from. Something going on, something practical, something living, something so present. Paul wrote in this way, indicating that you Greek believers in Corinth should remember that Christ is the wisdom from God going on to you. He is the wisdom. Free, free to you, to you from God. Dick, when I first heard this, I actually went back and listened to it a couple of times because I wanted to make sure I got it. Kind of dawned on me what he's saying here. This is not a doctrinal statement that Christ is our wisdom. Absolutely not. But this is a living reality. As we experience this divine flow, he becomes wisdom and all of the other items included, which we should talk about also as well, the righteousness, the sanctification, and redemption, doesn't he? He really does. And when I was listening, Chris, to our brother speaking, I just thought, this is liquid wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is flowing wisdom. This is present wisdom. Right. This is experiential wisdom. This is subjective wisdom. This is enjoyable wisdom that we can experience right now. Because he became wisdom to us from God. And this is something that's happening all the time. I appreciate the fact that this verse really shows a lot, that Christ is wisdom to us uh, in three ways. Number one, uh, three acts of his salvation are really revealed here. Mm -hmm. And that is, by regenerating us, he became the righteousness in our spirit. That's right. And by his sanctifying us, right this moment, he becomes the sanctification in our soul. And by his eventual glorifying us, we are made him in life and nature for his testimony in a complete way, spirit, soul, and body. We become the same as him. So it covers three acts of salvation, three parts of our being, and three periods of time. Wow. And we're in this period of time right now, which is called the present, <laughs> right? <laughs> and we have to say a million zillion hallelujahs because this Christ who is wisdom to us from God, is the life-giving spirit, also revealed in 1 Corinthians. And that means that we are presently, moment by moment, able to experience him and enjoy him. And like you said, Chris, this is not doctrinal wisdom. This is not a doctrinal Christ. This is a wonderful, experiential, uh, enjoyable, huggable, mm, kissable, right. wonderful uh, Christ that we can experience moment by moment, especially when we open to him and just tell him, Oh, Lord Jesus, I need you. I love you. I tell you, at that moment, you will be in the heavenly electricity, the heavenly flowing of this marvelous Christ who is from God to us as wisdom. It's good to pray, Dick. We find ourselves often in circumstances, situations that just are obviously beyond our capacity, our capability of really handling. Just to pray a simple prayer, Lord, I love you. Amen. And become my wisdom right now. That's right. Amen. And experience his becoming moment by moment. That's right. Isn't that better than asking the Lord to, Lord, give me wisdom? Mm. Lord, become my wisdom. Isn't that good? God doesn't give things called wisdom. He only dispenses himself in his son, Christ Jesus. So in Christ, we have everything. Well, Dick... Uh, 
thanks for coming in today. I know that you're pressed and ready to get out of town again on one of your overseas trips, so we'll pray for you while you're gone, and maybe you'll come back with another story like this, a very precious one you shared today of this sister in Nicaragua. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and uh, we'd like to invite you to contact us while uh, Dick is away. You can call us, and uh, we'll send you the printed material that covers this message. Just give us a call toll-free, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. Or write to us at Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. That's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with another Life Study from the Life Study of First Corinthians. For Dick Taylor and Chris Wilde, thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. Produced by Living Stream Ministry. Living Stream Ministry is dedicated to the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China during the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Watchman Nee sent Witness Lee to carry out this ministry in Taiwan. Later, the Lord led him to the United States and eventually to the rest of the world before he went to be with the Lord in 1997. Living Stream Ministry now has hundreds of titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee available in English, plus many in more than 50 other languages. To find out more about Living Stream and all that we offer, visit our website, lsm.org. You can also reach us toll-free at 1-888-543-3788 or email us, radio at lsm.org. Thanks for listening.